Hey everybody, I'm Nick Davis. Welcome to Simply Not Easy, the podcast about simple action steps to improve the journey of your life as I work to improve the journey of my own. Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to Simply Not Easy. Hope you're all having a phenomenal day out there today, out here on a Focus Friday. And today, well, Yesterday, technically, for Thursday, was the last day of my mentoring in the residency with the first mentor I had. Um, we've got three mentors throughout the time, and of course, everybody's always there for, for access, for questions, for collaboration, and a lot of other people are freaking hungry, so damn eager to teach and to learn. We've got a ton of stuff going on, but as far as formal mentorship, uh, round one has been technically completed with my boy Marshall Lemoyne. Um, it was a freaking blast learning from him. Um, he's done a lot of cool things in his career so far. Um, you know, he's a co-founder of PhysioU. He's done residency, a couple of handful of fellowships in there. Um, just a really, really hungry guy, looking to better himself, but also a great friend. And it's been one heck of a journey these last four months uh, learning from him alongside him. So I wanted to use today just as a little bit of a reflection to kind of show where I've come from, what I've learned, and where I'm going going forward as I continue for the second two-thirds of my residency coming up. Now next week we've got some big exams coming up, some big tests for it. Um, so excited and nervous at the same time, you know, get a fresh set of eyes on. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's gonna be good. A lot of pressure, but hey, you don't get diamonds from nothing. So, a lot of the focus for this residency for me has been getting a lot more specific and a lot more articulate in the fine-tuned details. You know, it's not enough to say, hey, let's do these different tests on patients, let's screen these patients. Um, I kind of came from a background where it was a little bit of, okay, we're doing a fair amount of tests to figure out and really make sure we know what's going on so we can rule out, rule in, and get through it. But that can be a lengthy process, and it can take some time, and sometimes it isn't always necessary. So my background was usually on a little bit more heavily on deductive reasoning, ruling out, versus inductive ruling in. And so we've got a lot more purposeful. Um, I'd say that this part early on in my residency had a lot more to do with a movement science approach and understanding how the body works the movement behind it, and more explicitly, what are the little fine-tuned things you look for in a person's movement patterns, break it down, and change something immediately on that spot. You know, for me, I think one of my biggest weaknesses going in was, hey, I always kind of go through the examination uh, for new patients, go through that, be okay at it. Um, you know, the interview was decent, not incredible. But then I'd get, I'd get done and, you know, we'd save some time at the end for treatment, about 10 minutes left for treatment, but it was very segmented. It was very much, hey, let's ask some questions, let's do the exam, and then let's get to treatment. And in doing that, it was a little bit disjointed. And so I've gotten a lot better at saying, okay, number one, let's be really efficient, but more than just efficient, extremely productive with this entire process. 
And that starts with the interview of patients. That starts with finding out exactly what's going on. Because the more specific we can be in that subjective exam, well, the subjective exam is and should be about 80% of what we do. Not necessarily for time, but in terms of value. Now, here's the interesting thing. When we're in this realm of coronavirus and we have been seeing a good amount of telehealth patients in addition to um, in person that's finally growing up, which I'm glad it's growing again. Well, the subjective doesn't change, right? I mean, the objective exam changes a ton. Treatment changes a ton for what we're able to do, what we're not able to do. The subjective examination where we get a, hey, what are the big things that we have to get after for every person? Well, number one is pain location. Where, and this might sound obvious, but it's so much damn detail with it for where exactly in the body is the pain. Okay, you've got two or three different regions. How do those regions relate on each other? What's on time, what's off time? When does it bother, what's the description? Talking about the nature of the pain, talking about the severity of the pain, and the irritability, right? Irritability, AKA pokeability. How long, what kind of does it, what does it take to provocate it? And once it does, it is okay. How long does it take to fade after that? Is it pretty immediate where it's like, you know, it bothers the heck out of me and then, you know, okay, 30 seconds later, I'm good. Versus, hey, it bothers me a good amount, but then, you know, it's lingering for three hours. You better find that information out before you go into your objective exam. And those are kind of some of the extreme examples, but there's a ton of little nuance in between. We've got to know exactly what we're going after. And for me, you know, a lot of this stuff was a growing process where it's like, hey, I was familiar with these ideas, I practiced them, but like, if I'm being honest in my reflection, I only kind of sort of practiced them. It was like, okay, I practiced them when I asked the question and the patient answered, we're good. But then it's, you know, if they're being ambiguous or it's hard to tell, well, I had to get a lot better asking the right questions in the right way and get them to understand it. So for me, that was actually a lot of it in this residency reflection process of learning, hey, let's get a really killer interview and let's really understand this to the best of our possible ability. So in addition to the whole body chart where exactly the pain is, it's important to get what exactly pisses it off. And this isn't just, oh, what bothers it more, standing, sitting, walking, cartwheels, whatever that might be, so much more in this. What it is, is it's saying, okay, it bothers you when you're walking, okay. How long when you're walking? Great, when you're walking for like three minutes. Okay, what's the context of that? Well, it's every time I walk into work. Okay, sweet, every time you walk into work. When you're walking into work, is that something where we believe as a therapist, there is more of a psychological component to that as well. So we have to test, okay, does that remain consistent throughout this entire process as well? So there's a lot that we have to get into for the very specific aggravating factors for them because those things become exactly what we're checking in with them on. You know, so I'll ask them, you know, hey, how's the pain today? But I ask them in very, very different words than that. It's not about how's your pain, it's about, hey, what's your function, what are you doing, so that we get as much specific detail as we can. Because what are patients gonna say? Oh, I'm no better, hasn't changed. Some of them will say it's changed. A lot will say it's no better. Well, the pain might not be better, but, at the, in terms of, in the patient's mind, it's still there. Well, we know that the number, the intensity went down from a seven to a five. We know that, hey, your walking tolerance has increased from five minutes to 25 minutes. We know that this time, instead of lasting 
the next or an hour and a half afterwards, it's only lingering for about 15 minutes. But they told you, pain's no better. So it's all about digging deep to monitor progress, digging deep to understand prognosis, and digging deep to better help your patients understand their situation. Because if we don't get that, well, it's far too easy to end up chasing down the rabbit hole and not even knowing where the heck you're going in life. And that's exactly what we want to be avoiding. So, in this awesome world of physical therapy where there's so much detail yet so much kind of creativity, when I was a student, I was intimidated by the fact of, hey, let's get into all the research, let's understand all the research, let's, you know, in my mind, that was taking away part of the creative process. But as with many things in life, discipline is freedom. So the more disciplined I am, the more I understand exactly what's going on for the problem, for both the body chart getting that, the eggs, aggravating factors for them, and kind of that pain behavior. Well then, I have a really deep understanding of exactly what I need to do, other than the pathway that I choose to get there, it's narrowed. It's narrowed, but within that, the creativity is about applying it to the context of the patient's life. I think it's also about getting their belief system at play. Because no, maybe they're not, they might not be a patient of chronic pain. But when everything is either a placebo or a nocebo effect, can you do something to prevent chronicity in them? Or are you encouraging by subtle words, subtle actions that, you know, I've been guilty of it in the past that I haven't been as attentive, as mindful of, is my exact precise wording. It's a sliding scale. It's neither good nor evil, but it's shifting in that in that um, direction. Kind of sims and dims, as Mosley will call it. The safety's in me, or danger's in me. And what do we want to go after, right? Do we want to make patients feel safe and secure? Do we want to make them think that there's a pathological state currently going on in their body? Well, there's a lot of perspective change with that. So, that's been a lot of what I picked up in residency. Um, getting a lot more detailed, getting it's a lot more consistent on my very, very specific follow-up tests. For objective, it's all about, hey, what kind of eggs, aggravating factors do they have? Great, let me reproduce that like crazy in the clinic. Let me get after that so we can keep chasing that down. And that's the asterisk sign, the comparative sign that we keep looking for day in, day out. Still got a lot of growth to do. Still got to clean up my process. You know, when I'm learning from somebody who's been in the field for 10, 12 years, and with that kind of resume that Marshall has, it's it crosses my mind where it's like, damn, yes, I'm getting better every week, yes, I'm learning every week. However, through that process, I'm not where he is. I'm not where I want to be. I'm not to that level yet. And that's an important factor to consider. So, as we continue to go down this pathway in life, well, I'm eager, I'm hungry, I know there's more to go. It's about filling the gap every day, bridging the gap, even though you don't get there quite yet. All right, y'all, simply not easy.